Good day, everybody. Hello. We are live. Out there in listener land, watcher world, all of the above. Good to see you, Mr. Freeze. Good to see you too, Mr. Morris. You must be on the road because things are looking dark and shadowy where you are. Yep, I am uh, continuing my travels and I'm almost home. I'm heading home tomorrow. Um, I'm currently in San Francisco at a friend's house in a in a dark bedroom. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, apologies for my dark face, but uh, it, it's it'll it'll do. It'll do. Your face will do for today. We can't get you a new one on this short of notice. So welcome everybody who's tuning in live or who is listening or watching from the future. We salute you. It's good to be here. I'm really excited about today's topic and we hope you're excited about today's topic because today we're going to explore how do you find the perfect topic for you? Yay! Because once you have a topic, the rest is a lot easier. But if you don't have a topic, things are really confusing and challenging. And so there's a lot of ways that you can figure out what the best topic for you is. Yeah, we find that this is definitely one of the the toughest roadblocks on the path of e-course creation. And we found that, you know, once either ourselves or our students, once we find a a really good topic, and like Brad said, it, everything gets a lot easier. Absolutely. I mean, the creative gates can open and suddenly the lesson flow, the modules, how you infuse it with your, your creative spin or your theme. And if you weren't here for episode one on how do you make a great e-course adventure this day and age, then you'll want to definitely don't download that at the great e-course adventure because we get into how to infuse your course with personality and by, by coming up with a theme. We're not going to talk about that today. Today, we're talking about your topic. How to come up with a crazy topic that's awesome, that people are going to love, that people are going to be willing and wanting to purchase from you so you can make money doing the thing you love doing and are good at teaching and sharing with people. That is our mission and purpose today. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. Uh, thanks for those of you that are here with us live. I see we've got John from the UK. We've got Oshikan. We've got Deanna. We've got uh, Trish. Welcome, everybody. Hello, hello. So let's dive into the goodness. We've got approximately 40 minutes of fun for you today. And Andy and I, generally, before we we do these things, we just kind of like get together and we jam about the topic for an hour before we start these conversations. And it's we always just love talking in flow. So we do have some notes. And the first, when when coming up with this week's topic, the first thing that came to my mind is like, you don't come up with a topic. The topic essentially finds you. Like, you don't have to go searching for this like rare gem of a topic. It, It should be if you really look at yourself, you look at who you are, how you show up in your work and the world and all the things that you've done in say the last decade. You should be able to find a topic that you're passionate about, that you know a lot about, that you have plenty of experience doing. And so one thing that you can, or a few questions to really get the ball rolling on, like what topic is tapping you on the shoulder? It's like, hey, pick me. I'm I'm a good e-course topic for you. (laughs) So some questions to ask would be, what are you constantly teaching or showing people? Like, are you always showing people how to 
how to do Photoshop? Are you showing people, you know, how to be a juggler or how to juggle three balls? Maybe you could build an e-course on that. Like literally, I just want to, I just want to like create a blank canvas here. You can create an e-course on anything. If you have a wild, weird, wonderful skill or just something that's ordinary and normal, you can build an e-course on that. So don't write off your weird, quirky talents. Like you could literally do anything. One of the things that I can do is hand farting. I can build an e-course on how to hand fart like a champion. And that would probably be something that people would sign up for. And I will do that e-course one day once we're done all this other work on my on my plate right now. So <laughs> just so I didn't say that. Like you can create an e-course on anything. So what are you always teaching or showing people? What homework do you constantly assign your clients? Um, if you're that, that's kind of what got me into building a course on meditation. Is I was teaching three meditation workshops a week. I was constantly teaching people how to meditate. I was assigning meditation as a homework, as a as a life and business coach. Like it was just the most natural next thing to do when I built my first meditation course. And then the other question is like, what are you naturally great at? What do you take for granted out of your, your skill sets that other people would like, they really wish they could do the same thing you do? Yep. See, there's, the, the way I see it, there's essentially two kind of main pillars to uh, picking the right topic. Uh, and the first one is really, it's, it's about the discovery process of, of finding a match between what you're passionate about and what is profitable and making sure that there's a balance between those two. And then the second step, the second pillar is validation. And that's a very important thing. So that's, you know, where you actually prove to yourself with evidence that it's a good idea and that it's that, that there's a high likelihood that it's going to actually work. So, so let's, you know, why don't we dive into that first pillar and just talk about ways to find a topic to you know what what are the actual steps that we can go through to come up with a with a topic that we're passionate about and that has a likelihood of being profitable so number one passion this is this is something that if you just look at your life what are you drawn towards like what are the things that make you come alive that you're just you're crazy passionate about these things and it could be something that's just selfish something that you just purely enjoy for the sake of enjoying it and you want to do it more and more or it's something that serves other people just really look at what you're passionate about um and some other questions some journaling questions that you could do when you're done here is if you could teach one thing for the rest of your life or before you die, if you had one, one skill set that you would love to teach people before you die, what would that be? Because obviously if that's something that you're passionate enough to like, that's number one, that's something that you should probably be doing. And another one is what is a topic that you could just like talk out all day that like you have this thirst for knowledge and this curiosity to just constantly explore and that whether you were paid or not, you could do this thing every day and just absolutely love it. It's, 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 it's so important. You know, a lot of times I see too often people um, dive into a business opportunity because it feels like a, an opportunity. It feels like, oh, this, this is a great idea. People want it. It's, it's obviously profitable. 
it's I've even validated it. Um, but eh, I'm not too crazy about the topic. You know, I'm interested in it right now. But you know, would I want to be doing this for the rest of my life? Probably not. Yeah. But hey, it's a good business opportunity. I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. That is a big mistake. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, huge mistake. And I want to say because- on on that topic. Um, when I decided to launch meditation courses, I was extremely passionate about meditation, but I had lost my passion for leading hundreds of groups a year. I like I was burnt out and I was ready for something new in my life, but I helped it impact so many lives. It felt irresponsible to just abandon that and go do something else that I felt obligated to build my meditation courses so that I could still teach meditation. My hologram could teach meditation, but I didn't need to be present teaching meditation. And so I built the courses. I built two, which have now spanned to 40 plus countries around the world and have now lined up some pretty serious contracts that are going to help it go much, much bigger. But it was, it felt for me like I wanted to still share this gift with people because it's important to me. It's impacted my life in a massive way. And so I'm going to build these and then I'm going to get them to the point where they were themselves, which is where I'm at right now. And so if there's something for you that like you have that, I feel obligated to share this because I've learned these skills from this teacher or from my life experience. And I know it can be very beneficial to somebody else in the world then that's your obligation. That's your e-course right there. Like if that thing haunts you and you're like always thinking about it, or if you just know right now that you have that thing that you need to be sharing with people, then there's your e-course topic, write it down right now and never look back. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's the reason it's so that I feel like it's so important to, to be passionate about whatever your, your work is. Yeah. Is because you want to, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you want to feel excited to get out of bed yeah. to work on your thing day after day after day because that's what it takes. You have to work on it day after day after day. And if you wake up and you're kind of like, oh, all right, I got to go do the thing because it's going to promise to make me all the monies, you know, next week. And that's why I'm doing it to make money. And that's my poor motivation. Um, eventually, sooner than later, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to put it to the side. And then all of a sudden, months or years are going to go by and it's not going to be done. But if it's something that you're really, really fired up about, then it'll have, there's its, its own sort of, uh, uh, not motivation, but, uh, uh, the words escaping me, but it's, it just, it'll go on its own. Like it, it'll have its own momentum. Yeah. And, uh, it'll kind of carry you. And that's, that's exactly what happened with the Grady course adventure is that we found something that, we're passionate about, you know, this, this whole online, uh, online education space. And then we also, in addition to that, found a way to do it that we're really passionate about. And therefore what ended up happening is just all the inspiration and ideas. And, um, it just, everything just kind of, it it took off on its own and we just had to kind of go along with that flow. Yeah. And there wasn't really any forcing it. Yeah. Um, we had to keep up with it, literally, yeah, like the energy and power of the idea and the inspiration that came with it was so much. Like we literally had the idea and we hit the ground sprinting and we've been running. Like we're now down to like a nice steady jog and we've got our, <laughs> we've, we've like got our rhythms that we're doing. 
But like the first six months to eight months, we have been sprinting. It's coming up on a full year since we conceived the idea. And we're still like the job is still not done. We're working on our like as far as like funnels go, we're working on our webinar and we are creating, in my opinion, it's going to be the coolest freaking webinar on the internet. We have been in the recording <laughs> studio for the last couple of weeks. We've spent over a month scripting, rescripting, editing, re-editing this thing. And we're essentially green screening a outer space webinar adventure um, that teaches you our philosophies on the art of e-course creation. And this is going to be like kind of our intro offering along with this podcast webinar thing that we're doing here. But it's been a huge haul. It's been a massive amount of work. And if we weren't so stoked about this project, like we would not have made it. We would not still yeah. be here because we've had so many all-nighters. We've had to you know, build platforms, take those platforms down and rebuild them because we wanted to do something that was better than the previous version. Like it has been it's been a labor of love and it's, it's becoming a profitable business for us. And, you know, in the beginning we pre-sold to our email list and we made about just over $30,000, which funded us to build it. And then we've done several launches to keep it sustainable. And it's been, it's been crazy how big this project has been. And it's been built on passion. Like there's Andy and myself and we have Blair and Michael who are also on the team working behind the scenes, Blair's working behind the camera and on all the editing, video editing and that. And it's just been, it's been amazing. And it could not have happened without passion. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say too, just a side note is that what it really comes down to as well is, um, you know, I, I believe that life is too short to not enjoy your work. Yeah. You know, your work is the majority of what you do with your life. And so if you're not enjoying that, then like, what are you that's doing? an issue. You know, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, this is, this is what we've got, right? Yeah. Nobody's forcing you to do so, that thing that you dislike, except for yourself. You know, it's, and, and, you know it, it's especially true. I, I would assume that all of us are here, you know, wanting to learn how to create e-courses because we want more freedom. We want to have that freedom to do what we want on our own terms. So why would we do something that's just another job? You know, if we, if we want a job, we can go get a job. There's plenty of jobs out there that are going to pay you way better than building an e-course. Especially in the beginning. So yeah. you know, might as well pick something you really, really, really like that you could do for years and not get paid for a, a year or two and yeah. still be cool with that yeah. and still want to continue doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's important. So anyways. Uh, I just want to say, like, there's a lot of hype on the internet about build e-courses, make six figures and all that bullshit. And to get to the six figure point, unless you have a large following right now, which most of you are starting from scratch with maybe a list of several hundred or thousand to get to a six figure business. It is a lot of work. Be prepared to dedicate all of your passion, energy, creativity, and love, sweat and tears into this for the next five years to make it a business that really makes you six figures a year. That's that's like the bottom line warning. And if you do it in two years, freaking fantastic. I'm so stoked for you. But for the average person that's doing this in an organic learning curve sort of way, just get prepared for the long-term vision. Yeah. You need to have a long-term vision. You need to be in it to win it for the long run. Because if you're just developing a student base right now, 
then it takes a lot of time to build trust. You're going to have to go through multiple versions of your e-course to get it to the point where it's primed and perfect and that you can facilitate transformation to the majority of the students who sign up for it. It's yeah. a huge learning curve and it's wonderful. It's freaking awesome if this is what you want to be doing for your life and your business, which we do. And so I really encourage you to think about your long-term vision. Let's just look at the next five years. Because no matter what it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to take hard work. There's a learning curve ahead of you. And so in five years, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be like, oh yeah, Andy Freest. Yeah, he's that guy from the great e-course adventure. He built this crazy thing and now he has all these other e-courses out there that are like changing the entire industry. I mean, that's, that's freaking cool. For me, with the meditation stuff, I wanted to be known as the number one meditation facilitator on Omvana. And that was just over five years ago that I set that goal. And now I'm number one on Omvana, um, which is a Mind Valley app. And so that was a goal. I had no idea how that was going to happen. I just started doing it and redoing it and making it better and constantly improving. And so have that long term vision. What do you want to be known for? The other thing is like, what do you want to like move towards mastery at in your life? You know, where do you want to experience mastery? You know, and say in yeah. your 10,000 hours of teaching a specific skill set, what is it that like you want to be the go-to person at? Because that should be like, you should go so deep and so wide into that topic. Is it entrepreneurship specifically focused on youth, Deanna? Is it helping to create super educational, entertaining experiences online that like blow people's minds and help them actually achieve results in their life? Brad and Andy, like what is your thing that you want to invest all of your spare time into? I want to, I want to point out too, that, you know, when you're picking a topic, this does not need to be something you're an expert in. Okay. Like there's, there's always experts that you can work with on a specific topic and you can also learn what you need to learn to teach other people that might be just behind you. Um, yep. And a good example is one of my, or pretty much my side project outside of the Greedy Course Adventure is, um, is a, started out as a retreat for music producers, electronic music producers specifically. And Basically, I, I decided like this is when it comes to like, what do I really want to learn that I'm not a master at? Like, what I want to what do I want to be a master at? And it's uh, making music. OK. And so I decided to partner with uh, a successful artist and we created a retreat for uh, music producers. And it's also turning into an e-course and all this other stuff. And this by doing this, I'm actually putting positioning myself to become to find that mastery sooner than later and also to, you know, have a sustainable business in the process. And I'm no, I'm not a master. Like I know a little bit, but I'm not even the one doing the teaching. I'm just facilitating. And so, you know, you, as an e-course creator, you don't necessarily need to teach it. You're just sort of setting the stage and facilitating the experience and, and being a, um, uh, yeah, a, a, a facilitator. It's it's the best, the best word for it really. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You can be, you can be a medium of a bunch of different resources and bring those together and facilitate them or share them in a super creative way that helps to get people results. I mean, that's your job as an e-course creator. You're here to help people get results and find answers in their life, no matter what the skill set is. <clears throat> and so you have to just do that in the most effective, efficient way possible. Yeah. 
that is the most enjoyable for people because they're not going to stick around if your e-course is not enjoyable. So go watch episode one or listen to episode one of e-course adventures live because that's going to help you understand a bit more about building a course that's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when you pick some, when you find a topic that you're really passionate about, you might, maybe you don't know a lot about it. You're going to be eager to learn about it. You're going to want to build the best thing you could possibly build. You're going to be excited. You're going to, you know, you're going to, how there's going to be a, a force that's sort of pushing you along. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's the way to go. Trust Absolutely. me. <laughs> do what you, do what you freaking love. I mean, even with this, we were not experts at e-course creation. I've, I'd coached a bunch of people before this and he built a bunch of e-course platforms I built a, a e-course creation blueprint program that I was coaching people and sharing my process of how I created courses every time. And that I redid that program three or four times. And then Andy and I partnered up and we were like, what are we doing here? Like, what do we really want to be creating? What would be willing to pay our own money for if we found an e-course online? Because what we were doing before, we wouldn't have. Not because it wasn't valuable, just because it didn't resonate fully with us. We're like, well, we need to create something that freaking resonates with us so that we can resonate with our tribe that we're trying to market something to. And that's, you need to do this. This is a creative vision quest. And so rather than trying to slap together an e-course in a weekend, invest your energy and time and creativity into it and make it a work of art, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. It's so worth it. When you, you know, like marketing and selling your course is, is a matter of having conversations with people, whether it's through a sales page or, you know, Facebook ad or, or a blog post or whatever it might be. It's basically you're, you're communicating with people and then inspiring them to say yes and sign up for your thing. And if you are honestly, authentically excited about what you're selling and promoting and talking about, it, people sense that it's, yeah. it's an infectious thing. And I noticed that like, you know, even specifically like the uh, certain certain projects, I'll I'll be talking about with people, and I just have this natural like exuberance and excitement, and then that person is like, I want that, right? Like, but and I could have said the same exact thing, and, and maybe just been like pretty excited about it, and it wouldn't have had the same effect. Yeah, and I you know you can't really fake like when someone fakes the excitement, it's you, you can tell it comes off as hype. So, it's empty yeah. hype, and if you're tuned into yourself and your own body chemistry, you can feel when somebody is lying to you or when somebody is over exaggerating a statement and it happens all the time in the online world. And it's difficult. I mean, as online, we are online marketers, we're sharing products and services and we have to do that through marketing. And we have to keep ourselves extremely in check with our email autoresponders we send out when we're doing a sales pitch. Like it's been, it's been a horrible unprogramming of ourselves to like share what we're sharing in an authentic heart centered way that it's like, we're not trying to be sleazy and manipulated. We're just telling the truth of what we believe. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And to be passionate about something, you're just sharing your passion about that thing. You're not overhyping. There's no need to overhype when you're genuinely excited to share it with people who are interested in what you want to share yeah. passion so let's let's just let's talk about the specifics of how to actually pick an idea say maybe we have 
have five ideas in my in my mind of, of potential candidates. So you know how how can we narrow down one idea? Yeah, and and then and then test that idea and maybe go to, go to validate that idea. And, and this so, is something you know, that we do in the Great Ecourse Adventures. We take you through a process to actually pick it. So take so, it away. Yeah, so that process, and, and this is something that we learned from um, the guys over at Fizzle, which is amazing. If you haven't heard of Fizzle, check it out. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's this thing called a, a weighted decision matrix. And um, I think we, we could actually, we have one that we could We post call it the Idea Generator 3000. Idea Generator 3000, because <laughs> that sounds fancy. Badass. Um, <laughs> so basically, the, 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 the concept is simple. It's basically like a spreadsheet. And um, down, down the side of the spreadsheet, you know, it's idea one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. And so the whole point is you basically just write down a bunch of different topic, potential candidates, ideas. Yeah. And then... In the in the columns, each column has a different um, criteria. Like like one of them would be like, how much do I enjoy this topic, or how passionate about this topic am I? And then the next one might be like, how how much of an, a pain point is this solving, right? And then the next one might be, you know, are are willing are pe how much are people willing to pay for this? And so we have you know for our specific decision matrix, we have a, a series of these different criteria. Other two and are um, how um, how much do I know about this topic and yeah. uh, how excited about this topic am I? That's kind of the same as the passion. Thing. Oh, okay. But, but, but anyways, uh, so, th so then what you do is you, you basically, each one has a, a grading, right? So like, uh, I think ours is from one through 20. Yeah. And so then you basically, for each of those topics you wrote down, you go through and then you, you grade it just kind of based on like your gut hunch and just be like, okay, um, how excited am I on, on of this, you know, one to 20? Uh, okay. This one's like a 17, right? Next one, you know, how profitable could this be? Okay. If it's knitting, cool. I'm really excited about it, but a knitting course may not be the most profitable. Let's call that like a seven or something. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, you go through and you do this for all the criteria for each of the different topics that you, that you jotted down. So then what you do is uh, if you're using a, a Excel spreadsheet, you can actually, you know, you go to the totals column and, you know, you add up all the totals of all the different grades for each of the topics. And then you go over the totals column and, and then you just sort it by the number and whatever one has the highest score is the, you know, the highest likelihood topic of being a success. And if your heart so what sinks when you see that that's the one you have to do because you really wanted that one, then go do that one. <laughs> it's a test. Or, or at least, you know, it's, 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 it shows you what's worth investigating. This isn't like, don't go make a course based on the results of this little test. The idea of this test is to basically take 10, 20, 30 ideas and narrow it down to three to five ideas. Yeah. Okay. So or then you take those one or two you take those top three to five and then, and then the process is all right, now it's time to validate. Right. And the way that we do this is we basically take these ideas and, and kind of explore them further and think about, okay, what, what would this look like? Right? Like what are the specifics of, you know, for each of these, I, you know, call it, if we have three ideas, um, you know, what's the potential audience for each of these? Um, you know, what's, uh, potential audience, like, you know, how does this feel overall? And, and then, you know, the next thing is to 
have some customer conversations. Yeah. And this is where things get real because we don't want to just make a course or make any sort of business just based off of an assumption. Yeah. Um, Definitely not. It's, it's not a good idea. I've done it plenty of times and it can be extremely painful. So there's, there's essentially two sort of like core phases to validating an idea. The first phase is to have conversations with the people that you would be doing it for. And you can do that by actually talking to coaching clients, customers. Uh, you could send out a survey. Um, you could. Surveys are pretty good. Actually getting on the phone and talking to somebody or 10 somebodies or 20 somebodies yeah. will blow your mind yeah. at how effective it is. Totally. Okay? The more interviews, like interviewing people, buying them a coffee, just, whatever it Just takes. five minutes. Just, yeah. five, just, hey, can I talk to you for five minutes? Right. It's not a big deal. Um, so number one, you know, have conversations. Uh, generally, you want to prepare a few uh, core questions to ask. And there's actually a... Um, We'll put a we'll put a an, an article in the show notes. That's a really great article that kind of that basically steps you or walks you through step by step how to have really effective customer conversations for this exact purpose. So then you know after you've had some conversations and then you have a better pulse of like, all right, this idea feels like a really good idea. People are stoked about it. Like it's it's matching up with their pain point. And so generally speaking, when you have these conversations, you're not necessarily saying, hey. I'm building this product. What do you think about it? It's more like asking them questions to understand like what they, what their perception is of a, pro a problem. Yeah. Um, Cause so if what you think their problem might be, might be totally different than what they think their problem is. Because, because what we're doing is we, we want to gear our course to meet them where they're at. And yeah. so that when they see that course, that it's, it's, it's a, it's a match, you know, it's just, a, it's a easy, harmonious and they just see it and they're like, oh, this is exactly what I need, right? Yeah. This solves the problem that I've been looking to solve. Um, and so then once you have that, then it, the real validation happens when people hand you money, yeah. right? So there's one thing when someone says, oh, that's a great idea. I'll totally buy that, right? Talk is cheap, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we got to get people to actually hand over money. And when you actually make money from your idea, that's when it's validated. Yeah. I... Um funny story just when i was I, when i decided i was in peru when i decided i was going to stop teaching workshops and start building e-courses and i've shared the story a couple times but i think it's worth sharing for new people and also because sometimes information goes one ear and out the other but basically i had the idea i'm gonna turn all my audio archives because i was building audios for all my meditations i was leading i'm gonna turn it into an online program had the idea in Peru. I was in Peru after a retreat I led for three weeks in a little cottage up in the mountains. And I started building the e-course while I was there. And a guy came who was staying just down the road from us um, onto the property I was on one day. And and uh, he saw me filming. And he's like, what are you doing? I told him about the e-course. He's like, I want to be your first customer. And he hands me a $100 bill, US. I was just like, holy shit. Like, I just made 100 bucks." I guess the price tag on my course is going to be a hundred bucks. <laughs> and that was kind of like, that was it. I was hooked. Like I was completely hooked. I built the course well on my vacation in Peru and I launched it in March. And my first launch, I had a very small email list. I made 1600 bucks. My next one after that group had gone through, I made a couple thousand dollars and it just kind of started growing from there. And 
it was amazing. Like that hundred dollar bill being given to me validated my idea and I busted my ass to get that created. When we did the great e-course adventure, this is another crazy funny story. Like we had the idea. We had no idea how we were like, we literally had the idea. We built a sales page that same weekend for pre-selling the great e-course adventure. And we knew it was going to be entertainment based. It was going to be an adventure. It was going to be gamified. And we didn't know how to do any of that, but we built a sales page anyways, because this was our idea. And we had a clear idea of what we were doing because we had the previous version of the e-course blueprint. We were just going to put a new face and experience on that process. And we pre-sold it uh, over the course of two months. We, like, we built a trailer. We pre-recorded the first three checkpoints, so about the first 16 lessons of the great e-course adventure, and we let people give it a try. And we, that was how we made the, the, about the $30,000 of pre-sales is we just like, we did it. We didn't have the course made. Our, our beta students, they basically were coming up the mountain as we were building it in front of them. Like we had the next couple checkpoints complete and we were just like every two weeks, a new one had to be released. And Andy, after that initial launch, he came to Canada three other times so we could continue producing and filming and making all of the other lessons and building our platform, all that sort of stuff. Like it was, it was super intense but we were a hundred percent held accountable because we accepted people's money and we needed to just get her done. And it was really exciting because we do these weekly Q and a coaching sessions and like our students who were coming on, they got to like see our progress, hear about it, hear about our roadblocks and our challenges. Like we're literally learning out loud as we're building this. And it was really exciting and so fun. Yeah, the the first the first uh, handful of sales came before we built anything. So it was kind of like we told ourselves, "All right, we need to get we need to get a few sales just based on the idea with no product." Yeah. And then once we do that, then we can start to build the first bit of the product yeah. so that people can have a taste. Yeah. And then we'll we'll continue the pre sales. Yeah. Um, Basically, our and- our gauge was we need to be able to pay for your plane ticket to get back here. And the money to buy the plugins to actually build this thing. So we needed like a couple thousand dollars minimum to, to like make this a viable yes that we're actually going to do this. Yeah. And you know, the truth is too, is that if you can't sell people on your idea, you're not going to be able to sell them on your finished product. Yeah. It's just, that's just, that's way it is. So, you know, we might as well figure out a way to make pre-sales, which is great. It's a win-win situation because, you know, with pre-sales, you're not going to be selling it at the at the rate that it will be sold at when it goes, when it's, you know, officially live and, and launched. Yeah. Um, usually what you do is you, you would create an offer that is just a complete no-brainer for the person that the course is for. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did, and it worked. And that's what we recommend you do too. And so if you create a no-brainer offer, that is just a crazy good deal. And you, you, you know, you, you offer that to, you know, a select few people that you feel like your course is a good match for. And they say yes. And they give you, they actually hand you the money. Yeah. Then that means that you're on the right track. If you can't get anybody to do that, then you, you, something needs to be changed, whether, and it might not be just your, your idea. You just might not be communicating it properly. Totally. So it's always good, like, to run your your 
copy or your emails that you're sending out or your sales page by some people who have multiple different perspectives, get them to read it, give you honest feedback because what you think might be brilliant copy might not communicate. And this is something like Andy and I were constantly refining what we're sending out and doing. Like we basically have a process that I write first draft Andy goes through and tightens it up, makes it better. And then we look at it again together and we might make some minor tweaks, but that's been our process for all of our automations, for all of our, our lessons we give in our, in our, books that we give or our handouts that we give all of our students like it's just and it works we have a process and so you need somebody to tag team on all that stuff you can't be a solo person and do the job as best as possible because you need those that outside feedback coming in and so outside feedback on your course idea is a really really great idea to to just to do start having conversations right now write down 10 people you could talk to about your e-course idea. And if you don't have an e-course idea, then do the idea generator 3000 thing. I would also be um, cautious as well about who you talk to, because if you talk to somebody that just doesn't even understand the whole idea of creating e-courses, it doesn't matter what your e-course idea is. They're going to think that it's a stupid idea because they're just, they just don't understand that that this is even a thing that you can do. Right. So that's that's a uh, very important thing to know. Um, you know, good people to talk to about this stuff are business savvy people, um, and and also the people that you think would be a good match. Yeah. Um, or a coach. Hire a coach. Yeah, yeah. it's coach. might not be a good idea to ask your uncle or your brother or your mom or whatever yeah. that just doesn't get it. Oh, right? that's nice, dear. Yeah, you should totally just. Follow your bliss. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and something to like, you want to know what you're talking about. You don't want to like book a call with somebody and be like, so um, I'm sort of like kind of thinking like totally like sort of just play with the idea. I might possibly do like an e-course thing, but I'm not sure on this idea thing of like doing this thing. Like know what you're doing. Write a one pager of like, what is the course working title? What problem is it going to solve? What is the final transformation people are going to experience by going through your course? How are you going to get them there? How many days do you anticipate the course taking if you're to build this course? Like really write up like one to two sentences for all of those questions so that you can go there with a clear outline of what you're doing and you can just be like, bah, be on point. Don't waste people's time. Yeah, well, I want to say too, and this is a really important thing is that it's, kind of a rookie mistake to call up, you know, one of your uh, potential customers and have a conversation with them to, to find, to dig up information and then just say, Hey, I'm building a course about X, Y, Z. What do you think about that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, would you buy it? Like that's, that's not the right way to go. The right way to go is to call them and say, Hey, what do you think about topic X, Y, Z? What do you feel about that? Like what, you know, what are you struggling the most with around this topic? You don't, you're not mentioning your course at all. You might say, instead of saying, Hey, it's a 30 day course um, to, you know, to, to overcome X, Y, Z obstacle, you could call them and you could say, you know, uh, how much time do you have to devote to like fixing this? And then if, if the majority of people say something around 30 days, then you know, okay, I should probably make it a 30 day course. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of gearing your course based on the answers to the questions you ask 
rather than basing your questions that you ask them based on your idea of your course. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask lots of questions. <laughs> so we'll, again, we'll put the, uh, this article in the show notes. And the show notes, uh, you can go to the great ecourse adventure.com forward slash blog. And all of our previous episodes are there. We upload this episode uh, usually within 24 hours after we we launch it. So it should be up. Yeah, you you can watch the recording like directly within this Crowdcast yeah. interface. There's these little nodes at the top of the window. It says schedule, and each node is a different episode. Um, and you can just watch the recording directly in there. Or like Brad said, we also download the video and we upload it to our own website and have it all there. And that's where all the show notes are going to be. Where we link resources and notes so, and kind of summaries of what we talked about there. Two ways, two ways to consume it. Um, so uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask us. We've got a couple more minutes um, and we're happy to answer your personal questions about coming up with your topic anything that we've discussed today because ultimately you know the bottom line do something you're super passionate about something that lights your fire that gets you excited that you could convey in an enthusiastic way something that you would be willing to go through the hardships that you will inevitably go through in order to create success around this particular topic I mean, everybody's looking for the easy way. They're looking for the shortcut. And we got to like pop that, that illusion. Life, we're flying through outer space. It's not going to be an easy journey, no matter what path we take. We could take the path of like working our ass off for somebody else in the corporate world for a job that we don't believe in, and we're going to struggle. Or we can like choose our dream, put our stake in the ground, and be like, I'm going to struggle for this because I believe in it, I want it, and I'm willing to do it. And that was my decision 11 years ago when I dropped out of college and I decided to become an entrepreneur. And I tell you, like, it's been a huge struggle, but the struggle has been so freaking fulfilling because it's been my struggle for my cause. And any time that I screwed up, it was just all on me. It's been amazing. And I wouldn't have changed that struggle for anything in the world. And so, like... Just accept before you dive into this world of online learning that like you're going to have to learn a lot. You're going to, no matter what tech route you go, you know, unless you, you have the budget to just hire developers to do all of that for you, but chances are most of you don't have that budget that are listening to this, you're going to have to learn some new tech. You're going to have to learn some new language because there's a whole language out here that, that you're going to need to learn if you're going to do this right. And you're going to need to learn how to merge your passion and the thing you're, you're teaching with art to make it creative, to make it engaging. Like that is our whole shtick here is to build an online learning experience that is a work of art, something that makes people want to show up and do the next lesson. And I tell you, a boring PowerPoint or talking head video is not going to be the answer that gets you there. You need to be more creative than that this day and age. There's a lot of noise in the online learning world, and you need to be somebody that truly stands out, not because you've got a bigger promise, but because you've got a totally unique vibe and way of teaching the same old stuff in your industry. Yep. So, Trish says, I have loved learning every step that's needed, including the tech. I love that, Trish. And you have been 
one of the most ideal students we can possibly dream up for us because you have like taken what we share and you run with it and you're doing great work. And it's so fun to see how you're taking your topic of horse training and that you're sharing it in such a unique, fun, playful way. It's really exciting. I love it. I love it. I mean, what if we were entrepreneurs who are also artists and you might say, oh, I don't do art, but maybe you're a writer or maybe you're a photographer passionately behind closed doors. And how can you bring those passions and art forms into how you create your e-course and your online processes and how you facilitate transformation for other people? You really need to look at that. And, or maybe, you know, a starving artist who's like living on somebody's couch, who's brilliant and talented and they're not doing anything with their gifts. And you can call them up and be like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm building this online course. Do you want to like partner up on this? And you can have 20% or 25% and you can do all the video work or all the editing, or you can bring in your animations or you could do all the pictures, like partner with people. The great e-course adventure is freaking awesome because we have four of us who have been dedicating the last like 10 to 15 years each into our specific areas of work, whether it's building online courses or audio video or animation or building platforms. We've all got our area of semi mastery that we've been refining for years and we're all building those pillars up. And that's why it is really, really good. So on that note, if you want to join the Great E-Course Adventure, you can get your trail pass at thegreatecourseadventure.com slash trail pass. And we've got an entire online community that is waiting for you to join and come sit by the campfire to build your e-course and climb the mountain to launch summit with us and all the crazy characters you're going to meet along the way. It's very, very fun. And Deanna says, you won't regret joining. And I have to agree. It's pretty awesome, if I may say so myself. I, you can tell I'm a proud person. And you should be proud when you create your e-course. That's how you know you got a winner. If you're proud of it, you want to share it with the whole world, you know you've created a winner. That's the goal. All right, everybody. It's been, this a, has been super fun. It's and been a pleasure. We're taking topic suggestions for next week. And if you have guests that you think we should bring on the show and interview on specific topics you want to learn about, let us know. We are open to suggestions. You are shaping the show just as much as we are. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a, if you have an idea or if you have a specific thing you want us to focus on, just pop it into the chat and uh, we'll see it even after the call's over. Yeah. And we are listening. Yeah. We are. We like conversations. And for all of you members who have trail passes, we're now hopping on the other line to go do our Q&A. So come on over and let's answer your questions. Everybody else, we'll see you next time. And thanks so much for tuning in. Goodbye.